I'm afraid what that answer would be. And so it's easier to say, well, I'm just going to do the best I can on my own. Mm. And that's not what trusting God looks like. Welcome to the Carney E. Free podcast. This is a series in conjunction with our church's 100 Days of Prayer initiative. We are going to be interviewing individuals from our church for them to talk about their prayer life and how God has been working in them through prayer. We want this podcast to encourage you to do one thing, and that is to pray. My name is Hushai, and I am joined here by J.D. Stone. Let's welcome J.D. Stone. Hi. Thank you, Hushai. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's good It's good to see you. You know what, J.D., I, I've never asked you this before. What does J.D. actually stand for? Oh, I got to put out for the whole world now. If you don't, if you no, don't want to, it's fine. If it's a secret. Um, no, it's just a... I usually play the joke and go through about five different versions that doesn't stand for before I tell everyone the truth. But okay. I'll skip to the end and just tell you it's James Donald. I'm okay. Na- I'm named after both my grandpas. Okay. Named after both your grandpas. Okay. James Donald Stone. And you don't want anyone to call you James Donald. Uh, it's it's never stuck. It's never stuck. It's never stuck. JD okay. has always stuck. And, you know, we've kept the tradition going. My son, his he goes by Jay. He's actually James also. Yeah. He's like the fourth James of mm-hmm. all the my family. So keeping it going. He's named her both his grandpas. And unfortunately, he has the same initials as me. And we didn't mean to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recommend giving your kids the same initials. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that it, that's going to be a little difficult later on in life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But nope, that's, that's JD. The secret's out. So thank oh. you for exposing me. I didn't, that wasn't on your questions. I'm sorry. I <laughs> like to pull audibles when I interview people. This is my it. first interview, by the way. I was reading your biography, and it was interesting just to see how God works in people's life uh, from when they're born until they become a believer, and then even after mm-hmm. they become a believer. It's amazing to listen and to hear someone's story and to see how God has been working in their life. Mm-hmm. Now, I read the pamphlet. And I know a little bit of your story and how you came to Christ. And are you able to share when you became a believer and what was your prayer life like when mm. you first became a believer? Yeah, if, if you read the pamphlet, then, you know, I, I grew up in a uh, Catholic family and my, my prayer life at that time was very ritualistic. Hmm. but not very relational. Yeah. And uh, that really came back to, to bite me pretty hard Hmm. when, when tragedy came and I needed, Hmm. I needed something with depth to rely on, but that prayer life was just a ritual Hmm. based. And so there was no depth. It was just surface level checking the boxes. And, you know, I mentioned in there uh, death of my younger sister in that, Hmm. And so when that happened, you know, my first thing was, okay, my faith is supposed to help me feel better. And I leaned into it and it was paper thin and it just fell through. Hmm. And so it was years before I came back around Hmm. uh, and thank God he had a plan and 
Katie, my now wife, hmm. girlfriend at the time, was part of my life and kind of kept me from going too far off of that path. Hmm. And so when the time was right and God was moving again, she had me in a place where I was still going to church. And it was a free church hmm. when it finally clicked. Shout and out to back. Katie, by the way. Yes, absolutely. Thank <laughs> thank God for good wives. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> uh, and so then I saw men with real relationship with God, mm. men who had a godly walk, faith, prayer life, and that was attractive. And I said, that mm. that's what I was missing. And prayer has been a, a much bigger, you know, relation-building mm. practice since then. Yeah. Yeah, so God takes you from being in a ritualistic lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess not lifestyle, but prayer lifestyle and uh God uses a circumstance, a, a very, very tragic circumstance in your life to draw you to himself, but then also brings in a young lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, uh, yeah, bring brings in a young lady in into your life uh, to help you and to mm-hmm. assist you and to walk you through. And you know what? And like I was saying before, it's amazing to see and to hear people's stories yeah. and to see how even when you're uh, recalling it now, uh, maybe some of this, like maybe some emotions came up for you about how God has been working, about about how God has worked in your life, and mm-hmm. um, and also one of the benefits of of being on the other side of of trauma or tragedy or something that's di- something that's difficult is that you're you're able to clearly point out ways that God has been working, mm, yeah, or how how God has worked. But then what, what that does is that it gives you the confidence to know mm-hmm. that if he worked in the past, he's right. going to continue to work yeah. in you now. No, I think you're, you're, you're totally right, Hushai, that, yeah. that confidence that it builds in you. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've been able to rely on God. He's been faithful to me. You know, that's the same thing he told the Israelites in the Old Testament, you know, to build monuments, remember this. Yeah. Um, that he gave them traditions, he gave them uh, festivals to remember the faithfulness mm. of God. And so we do the same thing in our lives. We look back yeah. and we remember that faithfulness in the past to help give us confidence in the faithfulness in the future. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it, it changes you in Forge right now. We're mm. going through the book of James, and there's a lot about how God uses suffering in the book of James. James mm. talks about, you know, to count it all joy when you go through suffering, which hmm. is a, a really tough concept to yeah. grasp. Yeah. But uh, it's if you know how God uses it and how God works, then you can have that that type of totally upside down world, you know, citizens of a different kingdom type perspective on suffering, because hmm. God does use that and it to change us, to change our perspective, and to help us rely on Him more fully. Yeah, and you said two very important things to change us and to change our perspectives. And that happens through prayer. Yes. One of the primary means that God does that is when we sit down with him even in the moments when you don't feel like it and even in the moments when you feel like he's not working, mm-hmm. he's still working. And in it's in those moments when you're praying uh, at 3 a.m. in the morning when you're praying you know what? If you if you're praying at three a.m. in the morning, you know you're going through it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so with that being said, JD, what is prayer? 
Yeah, good question. Uh, not not always an easy question to answer, but I think prayer um, is how we communicate with our Creator. And there's a lot of different types of prayers. And we can use different prayers different times, but there's prayers of worship, repentance, mm. thanksgiving. You know, we can pray in mourning or we can ask for something, supplication, or just to meditate on God's goodness. Mm. And there's a lot of different ways to pray. Uh, pray through the scriptures. Mm. You can pray straight out of your heart. You can just sit in silence, and he understands the groans from our heart. Mm. So, but what all prayer has in common is it puts our focus on God. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we can talk to him, and in certain circumstances, we can hear back from him too. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so important to understand that um, prayer is not just you speaking, mm-hmm. right? Prayer is you interacting with God. God is, he's an actual being. Yeah. Uh, he created you and he exists. Mm-hmm. And he wants to co- communicate with you. He wants to commune yeah. with you. He wants to relate uh, mm-hmm. to you and with you. He wants you to sit and be with him. Mm-hmm. Um, even, and sometimes... Even more so than yeah. giving you an answer sometimes. Yeah. He just yeah. wants you to be with him and develop that relationship. And yeah. prayer is that opportunity to, to build that. Yeah, yeah. And talking to someone, and even as a new believer... And even sometimes I even ask myself this question is, you know, if God is omnipotent, if he's omniscient, these big theological word, Mm -hmm. uh, this big theological word that means God knows everything, right? Right. If he knows everything, he knows when you're going to tie your shoes. He knows when you're going to go bald like JD. (laughs) I'm actually going bald too. I was going to say, you're not as thick on top as this. I'm not. <laughs> I just became a dad, so that process might be um might might be expedited. Uh but why does God command us to pray? Right? Yeah, another really good question. Um and you know, prayer obviously doesn't change God. And so why does he ask us to pray? It's it's to change us. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Prayer helps us keep a kingdom perspective on life yeah. and not a worldly one. Yeah. Our our Father in heaven understands our human nature better than we do even. And so mm-hmm. he, directs, uh, he directs us to pray continuously, like uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17. And the habit of reading the Bible and praying daily are the only way we can really develop a true relationship with our God. And... How can you expect to ever expect to know how someone is going to want, you know, how to, how to build that relationship without spending time with them? You you wouldn't, uh, you know, assume you'd know your spouse if you stopped talking to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're in a develop a relationship with a real personal being, which yeah. God is, yeah, you've got to spend time there. And so God knows that and invites us into this gift of prayer, communicating with Him. And another another way of looking at this, hmm. uh, talked a little bit before we started recording, but yeah, everything belongs to God. Mm-hmm. We we acknowledge that He's created everything, so even the things we have, He's given to us. Yeah, and for us to be so presumptuous as to go and act on our own and use what God gave us hmm. for what we want, 
without stopping and thinking and asking God, you know, what would you have me do with mm. the resources yeah. and the life you've given me? Yeah. We don't do that in our earthly relationships. If mm-hmm. you have a, a job with a boss and they ha- they've given you resources and materials and you decide to use that stuff for what you want to do and never mm-hmm. check in with that employer, you know, that that employment isn't going to last very long. Yeah, you know that, exactly. If you have that perspective, then prayer helps you develop that relationship, but it also uh, helps give you direction for what, you know, why has God given me this? Mm-hmm. Even if it's suffering, God, yeah. why have you given me this suffering? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I'll talk about forge again since we go there. And yeah. James, uh, James 1, verses 5 through 8, we just talked last week about praying to God for wisdom, and mm-hmm. that wisdom is to understand the suffering we're going through in the context of that first chapter of James. So prayer, again, isn't going to change God, but it Mm -hmm. will absolutely change us and help mold us into uh, a person that has a right perspective, a right relationship, and a right position before God. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And someone who is listening to this maybe in a season of their life life where where they're struggling Mm -hmm. and they might be one of the barriers might be them saying you know what god knows uh, everything he's omniscient or another barrier might be someone saying you know i don't i don't know if god is actually listening to me because i'm not really changing right now or Mm -hmm. my external circumstances aren't changing Mm -hmm. And someone, some other person might be saying, you know what, I, I don't know what to say to God. You know, they, they might be a new believer or someone who's, who's struggling mm-hmm. with even words. Uh, from the time you became a believer and, in, and even now, what have been some of your barriers that you've experienced in your prayer life? Yeah. You know, uh, probably similar to a lot of guys, but my self-reliance and independence mm-hmm. gets in the way mm. I'm you know I try to fix it myself first mm. and and then my prayer almost seems like something I'll fall back on mm-hmm. you know like, hey if I can't handle it on my own then I'll go to God yeah and obviously I'm, I'm backwards and, yeah. I, and I, I know that and it's something that I try to work on but that's a barrier in my prayer life is is sometimes and my wife Katie is is great at reminding me. Is like, mm. well, have you prayed about it yet? Like, mm. That's right. I'm supposed to start there. Yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to start with prayer, man, because you're yeah. going to be an elder. <laughs> <laughs> I need that reminder too. No, it it, it it's a barrier sometimes. My mm. my other thing is, uh, you know, if I'm really honest, um, a barrier that I've I've had in the past, and thank God I don't get there too much anymore, but is I'm worried and I know that God's probably going to want me to change. Mm. If, I, if I pray and say, God, I want you to take away this circumstance or change this thing in my life, mm. the answer might be, I'm glad you asked, but now you need a change. And yeah. I'm afraid of an answer like that. Yeah. And so, you know, being very frank and vulnerable, you know, I'm, mm. I'm afraid what that answer would be. And so it's easier to say, well, 
I'm just going to do the best I can on my own. Hmm. And that's not what trusting God looks like. Hmm. And, you know, again, praise God that I'm in a new place now where I am uh, have the boldness to take everything hmm. to him. But, yeah, I can definitely relate to someone who's newer to this and says, why do I need to pray? He already knows. Gets to the point where, okay, well, hmm. now I know I need to pray about it, but I'm afraid of what the answer is, so I'm just going to let it ignore it. And that's yeah. not not a healthy place to be in for very long. Yeah, yeah. And that's evidence of two things, I think. Number one, it's evidence that you, as an elder, you still have a sin nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the rest of them would admit that too. Yeah, you're still human, <laughs> so you're still going to experience all the temptations of what it means to be a, a human, but then also what it means to be a Christian. But then on the flip side of that, if you guys listen to JD closely, you see how God is working even in his heart, mm-hmm. even as you're struggling. Uh, I think as long as there is a struggle there, uh, I think that, that that's a sign of the Holy Spirit working inside you because he's saying, hey, you can't really stay here. You know, God, God loves you mm-hmm. and he cares about you. But he loves you so much that he doesn't want you to stay in the area or in the season of life that you're in now. Yeah, God wants you to grow, and and sometimes it takes you being uncomfortable yeah, absolutely. to grow and coming out of your own skin and mm-hmm. really working on that, de- re- like really working on your dependence on on yeah. God. So there's a twofold work there, and absolutely. there's a scripture that came to mind as you were talking and. I hope that you guys are encouraged. Those of you who are listening to this are really encouraged by it. And it's in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, and this is a scripture that I quote pretty much all the time. It says, Him who began a good work in you will carry it on into completion until the, the day of Christ Jesus. Mm, amen. So that even applies to your prayer life. Mm-hmm. And along the same lines is uh, God is always working on you, mm-hmm. no matter if you feel it or not. If Even if you feel like the worst sinner in the world, he's still yeah. working on you. Absolutely. And that's good news right there. Yeah, I have a, a good, good friend, and he'll he'll know who he is if he listens to this, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about it, and he's going through some struggles right now, and mm-hmm. just talking to him, like, you know, it, you're, you're giving him 90%, but he wants 100%. Yeah, and so God lo- God loves you too much to leave you there, ninety percent in, but still ten percent out. Yeah, He's gonna keep pursuing you and pulling you that last little bit, so you're a hundred percent in. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, we don't like it, but sometimes that comes in the form of a trial, and again, that prayer will help us change our perspective and yeah, and and see that from a better, you know citizens under the kingdom type perspective yeah. rather than our worldly, you know, I just wish I wasn't, you know, going through this right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. I see you. You're inserting the sermon series there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you putting in a plug. Shout out to Adrian for that wonderful preaching that he does. It's stuck in my head. Yeah. He does a good job. Yeah, he does. Adrian. Also Jordan. Shout out Jordan to J-Dog. J-Dog, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we talked about some barriers, but can you recall moments in your life when you were surprised by God? Like he, mm. he answered your prayers. 
Yeah. I mean, many times. Mm-hmm. But uh, any, anyone who's been in Christian more than, you know, five minutes is going to have answered prayers. But uh, if I were to narrow it down, zoom in on two examples. Mm-hmm. Um, when Jay was first born, mm-hmm. he was a, a very colicky baby. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's who's been through that, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a really tough hurdle to mm-hmm. get through. Um, he's crying. All babies cry, but mm-hmm. we couldn't figure out why. You know, he, he wasn't getting any rest. Mm-hmm. He, he was, um, it was really hard on Katie, mm-hmm. especially. And we're trying to, you know, just be brand new parents, our first kid. And not only is, you know, normal baby issues, but on top of that, uh, we found out there's silent reflux issues. Mm-hmm. There was food allergy stuff he was going through. And so we were praying, you know, what to do. Mm-hmm. And the first prayer that we didn't see answered until later was, you know, God changed us. Mm-hmm. We we rose up and found ways of, you know, helping him and helping ourselves through that struggle. Mm-hmm. But then... The real miracle is when he turned a year old, hmm. all of it just went away. It wow. seemingly with within like days of turning one, uh, the food allergies weren't bugging him anymore. Hmm. The reflux went hmm. away, and we just found ourselves like we're we're not giving him medicine anymore. We're able to feed hmm. him new foods, and you know just praise God like this. Yeah, this we didn't expect this at all. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a year of you guys just going before God with the same thing over and over and over and over again. And here's the key thing that I want you guys to remember. Write this down. He said in the midst of it, God changed him. Mm-hmm. God changes your perspective in the midst of suffering. Right. And that allows you and propels you to continue in your faith walk, God changing you. And that's what sometimes or or many times that God has in mind is he uses suffering he uses difficult situations to change mm-hmm. us to change our to change our our character mm-hmm. and to make us more into who he wants us to yeah. to be and not our idea of who we want ourselves to be and that's you know going through those trials hmm. you know as as someone like yourself in ministry you know those trials set you up for an opportunity to minister to someone else mm. when they're going through that. And yeah. since then, we've we've had friends that have had uh, colicky babies also, and we've mm. been able to come alongside them and and truly empathize mm. and and mourn with them and and grieve not not that they've lost their child, but you've lost yeah. uh, you know some of that joy that you mm. see other parents yeah. enjoying, yeah. and yeah. It, it's a tough tough season, and so. Having been through that and God working on us through that, we've been able to comfort and come alongside other people. So we got another big way God will use yeah. your situation. Yeah, yeah. Amen, amen. So here's the last last two questions. If you don't mind sharing, what have you been praying for in this season of your life? Uh, share brie- uh, briefly. And then the last one is, what encouragement would you give to people in our church mm-hmm. today in terms of prayer? Yeah, I would, uh, what I've been praying for and really convicted about is just the unity of believers. Mm-hmm. Um, John chapter 17, Jesus' prayer in the garden, mm-hmm. uh, he mentions 
four times that all believers would be one just as he and the Father are one. Hmm. And that conviction has really spurred me on, along with a few other guys, to organize the Jericho Walk, Hmm. which is a prayer walk around the city of Kearney. So we've got a 14-and-a-half-mile route around Hmm. the city. It's Mm -hmm. divided up into two-mile sections, Mm -hmm. and we're just covering the town in prayer, and it is open to all Christian churches in mm. town. You know, we, we did this as a men's event back in the spring. We had 10 or 12 different churches represented. Wow. Everything from the Catholic Church, Prince of Peace, and St. James mm-hmm. to the Spirit of Life Church out west of town, mm-hmm. uh, Free Grace, New Life, uh, Berean Church, and a few others that uh, mm. all participated, Methodist, First Baptist. Mm. Really neat event. And so just that unity of believers is something we've been praying for, and mm. you know, it, God's even kind of sp- inspiring us to take action on it mm. and and invite people to be united in prayer mm. because all Christians have that in common. Yeah. And whatever whatever yeah. secondary issues that you disagree on, mm-hmm. you agree that prayer is important, yeah. and that uh, come before your Father and praying in Jesus's name, mm-hmm. we have that in common. So let's yeah. do that. Yeah. And a couple of encouragements. Um, you know, practice that persistent prayer. Having having faith in prayer doesn't mm-hmm. mean that thinking that your prayer will be answered the first time you say it. Mm-hmm. Faith in prayer means that you'll keep praying the same prayer knowing that God is going to change you or change the thing you're praying about yeah. uh, mm-hmm. during in that persistence. Yeah. And, you know, I think of uh, verses like, Psalm 37.4 says mm. to uh, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Mm. That That isn't saying that if you have strong faith, you get whatever you want. That's mm. saying when you have strong faith, you want the Lord. Mm. And then your prayer is, God, give me yeah. more of you. Bring me closer to you. Mm. And God will answer that prayer every mm. time. And it's not um, you know, people that have their prayers answered you know, I if I if I had the perfect relationship with God, I would always have my prayer answered. Hmm. But it'd be because my prayer would always be, God, your will be done. Hmm. And then my yeah. prayer is always answered. Uh, John fifteen seven says that uh, if you abide in me and I abide in you, ask for anything in prayer and it'll be given to you. Hmm. Again, you don't have a superpower that allows you to trick God into a trap and he has to give you what you want mm-hmm. and before you let him go. Yeah. It's 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 what you're praying for is changed. Mm. And God will always uh do his will in your life and when that when God's will is what you want, mm. then you have a proper relationship, proper perspective and position before him. That's why you're getting what you're praying for. Wow. Wow. Thank you, J.D. That's really important to remember, J.D. Just two things that that I want to emphasize that he said is continue to pray. And when you continue to pray, God will change what you're praying for. Right. When you continue to pray, God will change what you're praying for. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you for joining us. I am Mm -hmm. Hushai Sabir, and I was interviewing J.D. Stone. Yeah, thank you guys. God bless.